Thanks for checking out Church on the Rock's message this week. We would love to help you take your next step in knowing God better. The best way to do that is visit cotr.org slash next steps. Or if you're not near our physical campus, visit our online community at cotr.org slash online. Enjoy the message and know that God is for you. Let's hold up our textbook today, our textbook, and let's say our confession. This is my Bible. I am what it says that I am. I can do what it says I can do. I can have what it says I can have. Today, I will be taught the uncompromised Word of God. My mind's alert. My heart's receptive. I'll not leave the same as I came in Jesus' name. Every time I come to Church on the Rock, my faith and my life get stronger and stronger. Give God your best praise, would you? Amen. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I just want to remind you, along with our, our new t-shirts for our 714 movement that's starting now, going for the rest of this year, also Daniel's new CD is on sale. It's out in the lobby. I encourage you to go by and pick one up from one of your homies right here at Church on the Rock, okay? Can I say that? Is it still politically correct? I don't keep up with it, so you got to give me some grace, okay? I don't know what's in or what's out. Amen. I just know it's groovy. <laughs> okay, praise the Lord. All right. So, so we're beginning today. I just want to talk to you about the 714 movement that Pastor Kim talked about. And I'm just teaching on it today to launch it. Then we're going to begin a brand new series for the month of March next week. But 714 is based on 2 Chronicles chapter 7, verse 14. And what it's all about is that it's really the answer for the headlines. It's the answer to all of our problems in America. Amen. Can I just say this? The president, whether he's white, black, male, or female, is not the answer. That was kind of weak. Not the answer, folks. Whether it's male or female, black or white or brown, they are not the answer. Look at our history. It's proven they are not the answer. The Democrats, Republicans, the Libertarians, they're not the answer. Politicians aren't the answer. Education isn't the answer. Now, we're for all of this when it's godly. Amen. But, but I want to share with you today the answer to all of our problems in America and how important it is that you join me on the 714 movement, which is simply 714 a.m. and p.m. We stop and we pray for revival for the rest of this year. Kind of go along with, you know, everybody at Church on the Rock reads their one-year Bible. Whoa, wow. Everybody reads their one-year Bible at Church on the Rock. Amen. This morning, it was Numbers in the Old Testament, Mark in the New, a Psalm and a Proverb. And Proverb today was to show you as an employee how to prosper in the workplace. God's Word is so good. Amen. So we're going to mix with the Word that we're all doing together. We're going to mix, mix a prayer movement. Like Neil said, there's a revival going on. I hope you're watching the good news and seeing about the revival that's going all over the nation, starting with young people, kind of like back with the Jesus People movement in the late 60s. We want to be a part of that at Church on the Rock. We, we don't want it to pass over Church on the Rock. Amen. 
So, so the answer to all of our problems, I want to talk about it today, and it's the 714 movement. You see, Pastor, do we have problems in America? Do we have problems? Let's look at the headlines, some of them. Okay, breaking news, Russia, third world war would be nuclear. Just kind of keep going through these guys. Turkey, Syria, you all heard about the earthquakes there, right? All the people that were killed. Next, this is just a few. COVID BF7 explained new variant symptoms and precautions. They say another one's coming, it's on its way. West Bank violence, critics urge Biden to take action in the Middle East, all the, the, the threat that's in the Middle East. Brutal murder was caught on video in St. Louis. Did anybody hear about this? This is right down St. Louis. It was like a few blocks from where I get my hair cut. This is where I go to get my hair cut, my beard trim, right downtown St. Louis. This happened a few uh, blocks from where I get my hair cut, okay? And what happened? What we heard was a homeless guy and, and someone else were having an argument in the gas station. The homeless guy left, went and sat by the road. This is in your city, my city. The guy who was mad at him, the young kid, went over and pulled a gun out, execution style, shot him and blew his head off. It's downtown St. Louis, okay? Do we need help? I think we need help. Uh, look, the most dangerous cities in America. Last year, St. Louis, Missouri was named the most dangerous city in America. In America. Do we need 714 movement? We need it because uh, politicians can't get the job done, right? Economics, education, all the, all the different institutions aren't doing a very good job. But we have the answer, Church on the Rock. If my people will pray, God said, I'll heal St. Louis, St. Charles, wherever you live, right? So, so that's why I'm talking about this, and that's why I'm urging you. That's why it's, I say it's imperative. Somebody's got to make a difference with their life. Somebody's got to be an agent of revival. And, and there's no revival without prayer. There's no revival without prayer. So, so let's begin the prayer for revival, okay? The prayer for revival. Let's define revival. A lot of people don't know what revival is. Revival. This is the definition. It's on the overhead. A renewed conviction of sin and repentance. This is what Pastor Kim was talking about at the prayer time a while ago. A call for revival. It's a renewed conviction of sin and repentance, followed by an intense desire to live in obedience to God. It's giving up my will to God in deep humility. Revival is for Christians, not sinners. Revival is for the church. The awakening is for the world. Revival is for Christians, and awakening is for sinners. But when there's a real revival, it's followed by an awakening in our city, in our community. I remember years ago, Kim and I, if you ever remember hearing about the Brownsville revival in Brownsville, Florida, uh, Kim and I went down there and we had to stand in line for a long time just to get into the church and that revival at Brownsville. And I, I had heard a lot about it. We, everybody said, you need to go experience it. So we went down there, we're standing in line and I'm wondering, is this a real deal or is this fake or is this hype or is this a trend? 
And we're standing in line, and I think, I think it was, Kim said, we both think it was a TWA pilot was there who lived in the area talking to another person in the line, and they were talking about how their community was changing in Brownsville. They were talking about how the strip clubs were closing, that the drug, the drug cartel was being exposed and arrested. The liquor stores are being closed. That's a real revival. It's called an awakening. If there's a real revival in the church, it will change the temperature of the community. And St. Louis should not be called the most dangerous city in America. Now, New Orleans is the murder capital of America. Did you know that now? New Orleans is the murder capital. But St. Louis is the most dangerous city in America. Do we need 714, a prayer movement? I think we do. Next, guys. Next slide. Psalm 85, verse 6. Let's get a little scripture on this. Will thou not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? So notice, revival comes to God's people. Do you all see that? Revival comes to God's people. It's when God's people say, I don't want to be comfortable anymore because of COVID. I, I don't want to be slipshod in my commitment. I don't want to not serve, not be committed. I don't want to be a casual Christian. And there's an awakening on the inside, a stirring on the inside. Notice revival is for God's people. Will you not revive us that your people might rejoice in you? Uh, next scripture, Psalm 86, verse 1 through 6. Bow down thy ear, O Lord, and hear me, for I am poor and I am needy. A prayer. Verse 2. Preserve my soul, for I am holy. O thou, my God, save your servant that trusts in you. Verse 3. Be merciful to me. Now he's praying. Lord, for I cry unto you daily. Verse 4. Rejoice the soul of thy servant, for unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Your soul is your emotions, your feelings, your hurts, your hang-ups, your habits. Verse 5. For thou, Lord, you're good and you're ready to forgive and plenteous of mercy unto all them that call, those that call upon you. Verse 6. Give ear, O Lord, unto my prayer. Attend to my voice of my supplication. So notice he's praying for God to move in his life. He's praying for God to move in his people. So there's no revival without prayer. You and I don't want to miss it. It's happening all over the nation. We want to be a part of it in St. Louis. St. Louis needs us, Church on the Rock, to be in a revival, a move of God. But it can't happen without a move of prayer. And that's what the 714 movement is all about. Next slide, guys. Revival starts in, number one, the individual. It starts with me and you. That's where it starts. I just wish things would change. Nothing changes until I do. I just wish my family would get on fire for God. They won't until I do. I just wish my church would be on fire for God. It won't until I do. I just wish we could change St. Louis and our nation. It won't change until we do. So real revival starts in you, in me. And then number two, it moves to our family. We want revival in our family. And then number three, it goes on to our church. 
This is where revival starts. It starts in me. A hunger for God. I want more of God. I repent for my, my lukewarmness, my laziness, my slothfulness, my putting off God's last, not first. I don't have time for God. I don't have time for commitment or servanthood. I got other things that are more important. When a Christian wakes up and realizes that's wrong, that's not right. God has to be first in my life. And God, I want you to use my life and make my life significant, that's where revival begins. When I offer up to my life, I say, God, here's my life. I surrender it to you. God, use me, like Pastor Kim was praying. And then after the church, then revival goes to the nation, number four. That, that's where it starts with me, and then it'll flood to my wife or my husband or my kids or my grandkids and the next generation. Then it'll hit my church, and then it'll hit my nation. So if St. Louis ever needed prayer, when we have our own officers that do security here telling me not to go downtown St. Louis, it ain't good. But the only thing that's going to change it, man can't change it. It changes when man's heart changes. And man's heart changes through prayer. The 714 movement. If St. Louis ever needed in 40 years Church on the Rock and the ministry, it needs it now. Okay, next slide, guys. Next slide. All right, so 2 Chronicles 7, uh, verse 11 through 22, if you want to go there with me, uh, this is called the prayer for revival. I, I don't know how many have one, but I have a spirit-filled Bible. It's called Spirit-Filled Bible. Had a lot of authors that did commentary, Jack Hayford, Roy Hicks, a lot of people. And I like my Spirit-Filled Bible. It's got good commentary. And in my Spirit-Filled Bible, for this passage, on the top of it, it says, the prayer for revival. So this is a prayer for revival, and God's talking to Solomon. God's talking to King Solomon. And King Solomon, he, he just it, it, it dedicated the temple and the sanctuary. So let's read. Thus Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house. And all that came into Solomon's house. Thank you, by the way, everybody who came out for serve day for the king's house. This is the king's house. This is God's house. This is God's temple. That all came into Solomon's, uh, came to Solomon's heart to make in the house of the Lord. In his own house, he prospered, affected. Okay, next verse, verse 12. And the Lord appeared to Solomon by night and said unto him, I've heard your prayer. There's no revival without prayer. I've heard your prayer. I've chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. At God's house, there's to be sacrifice. <laughs> Thank you for those who, there's to be sacrifice of our time. It's called serving. It's called dream team. Of our finances, it's called tithe and offering. The call to duty, whatever they need, I need to be there. There's a sacrifice in God's house. There's no, to quote John Maxwell, there's no success without sacrifice. There's no success without sacrifice. And he says, I've heard your prayer, and I've called this place for me as a house of sacrifice. Now, I know it was Old Testament sacrifices, but the type and the shadow applies to you and I today. Verse 13, if I shut up heaven and there be no rain, or if I command the locusts to devour the land, or I send pestilence upon my people. Now, what that's talking about is when my people are walking in obedience, I release a blessing. But when my people are walking in disobedience, I have to allow a curse. To shut up the heavens means to live under a curse. 
That's why it says when you bring your tithe, you open the windows of heaven. You open the windows of heaven through your tithe. Okay? Next verse, verse 14. If my people, here's 714. Everybody say 714. 714. Here's the 714. It's the prayer for revival. This is where we get 714 in the morning a.m. Just stop and pray for a couple of minutes. And then in the evening, 714, just stop and pray for a couple. Well, what do we pray, Pastor? You pray for revival in your life. And then you pray for revival in your family. And then you pray for a revival in our church. And then you pray for revival in our city, which is the most dangerous city in America, St. Louis, Missouri. Okay? So this is the prayer. If my people. So where does revival start? In God's house with God's people. Revival is for Christians, and awakening is for non-Christians. If my people, who are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, Pastor Kim quoted this, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. There are four conditions. Everyone say four. And then there are three blessings. Everyone say three. So if I meet the four conditions... I can claim the three blessings. Next verse, verse 15. Now my eyes will be open, my ears attend to thy prayer that is made in this place. Say it with me, no revival, no revival. Without, prayer. without prayer. Okay, now guys, let's go to the message translation back at the beginning, okay? Second Chronicles 7, I think it was verse 11, the message translation. Can you boot it up real quick and do that? Do you need my help? Okay, here we go. Okay, message translation. You all ready for the message? Really paraphrase, it's not a translation. Solomon completed the building program and the royal palace. Every project, like heat and air conditioning units, that he had set his head heart to do was done and done successfully. Oh, I like that. Every project in the house of God, when it comes forward, should be attempted, achieved, and done successfully. That's the will of God. Okay. Verse 12. Verse 12. God appeared to Solomon that very night and said, I accept your prayer. Yes, I've chosen this place as a temple for sacrifice and a house of worship. Verse 13. Bless you. If I ever shut off the supply of rain from the skies or order the locusts to eat the crops, this is called a curse a plague on my people. Now, God doesn't send it. God has to allow it because God works by laws. If I obey God, I'm blessed. If I disobey God, I'm cursed. Okay. If I obey God, the windows are heaven. If I disobey God, uh, they're open. They're closed if I disobey. If I ever shut off the supply of rain from the skies or order the locusts to eat the crops or send a plague on my people, verse 14, what's the answer? What he's saying is, problem is in the land. We just read a few headlines. I don't want to give you any more because I don't want to depress you. I want to encourage you and empower you and position you and equip you for a revival. So he said, if there's problems in the land, the locusts and no rain and the drought and lack and inflation, recession, racism, bigotry, divorce, identity problems, then he said, if my people. So there's the answer. I started this homily. I started this teaching. I started this sermon. I said, I'm going to give you the answer to our problem in America. Okay? The answer is if my people, if the church will wake up, 
If my people, my God-defined people, do y'all see that God-defined? Don't let the world define you. That's all I'm going to say. God designed you. You're not junk. You have a God-divine design. If my people, the answer to America and St. Louis in particular is if God's church will wake up, get on fire, have a revival, starts in us, and will pray. 714 movement. And my people, my good God-divine people, don't let the world define you. God has already designed you and defined you before you were in your mother's womb. You're born again. You're born to win. You're an overcomer. You're more than a conqueror. You're a son and daughter of the Most High God. You're a high achiever. You're, you, you are successful. You are ordained. You are anointed. You're God's chosen. You're peculiar people. You're purchased with a price. You're the apple of his eye. Let God define you. Respond. Oh, look at this. If my people... He listed the problem. Then he said, but if my people, if my people will wake up, shake off procrastination, lukewarmness, being comfortable, not wanting to commit or serve. If my people will join a prayer movement, 714 a.m., 714 p.m., just a couple minutes. But the habit will catapult you and I forward in our walk with God, and it will change our life, our family, our church our city, and our nation. How should we respond? By humbling ourselves. Not making bigger problems, of problems we already have. Not being a problem. Not just being negative and cynical and critical and putting it all over social media and complaining and whining and not doing anything about it. But our proper response, do y'all see that? If they'll respond, it's not what happens to us. It's how we Respond to what happens to us. If my people will respond by humbling themselves, praying, 714 movement. I'm fired up. Is that all right today? Okay. Praying, seeking my presence. If you notice, we upped our, our praise and worship time. Why did we do that? We need God's presence. I, I want you to have God's presence. I want you, if you came in down, I want you to leave up. You came sick, I want you to leave healed. You came broke, I want you to leave with an idea. You came with strife, I want you to leave with peace and unity. And it only happens in his presence. Yes, we extended our services because we're not going to be a, a clock watcher at Church on the Rock. We've got to have the presence of God. We've got to have a revival in our own life. So he says, seek my presence, turn their backs on their wicked lives. I'll be there. Oh, thank you, Lord. I'll be there ready for you. And I'll listen from heaven. I will forgive your sins. And I'll restore St. Louis and the nation back to health. Back to health. Not to violence, but back to health. Wow. So we have four conditions and we have three blessings. Can we have a praise break right now? Thanking God that God's, God is, God has given us the answer, y'all. Don't be hopeless. Don't give up. Don't settle in. Don't give in. Don't consent. Don't flow with the culture. Be an agent of revival. Watch your family change. Watch our church change. Watch our community change. Wow. 
God is good, amen? Whoa, God is good. You know, I, I told people, I, I told, yes, I, I told people years ago, you know, we've been here 40 years, and I said, someday our community around this church is going to change. You know, it used to be a gravel road out here. It was a dirt road. Then it was a gravel road, and it was a farm, and there were cows, and there wasn't very many houses out here 40 years ago. And I told people way back then, the folk, I said, someday even this community is going to change. And you know what our officers tell us? I had the mayor of St. Peter's tell me years ago, Pastor, the biggest drug peddling people in the county is two blocks from your church. The mayor of St. Peter's told me that. That was years ago. But he said, they're just two blocks away from you. The biggest meth business in St. Charles County is two blocks away from your church. Folks, it's not going to change until we do something, and we can do something, and you can make a difference, and it can start with one. Amen. So the four conditions, the four conditions are, are this. Number one is we have to humble ourselves. I have to humble myself. You know, one of the biggest things, reasons that revival doesn't happen is pride. Pride is the opposite of being humble, right? And pride keeps marriages from being restored right? You know, I, I've been doing this here for 40 years, and I used to do all the counseling in the church. And you know what I saw work more than anything else? If I could get them to pray together, if I could get the husband and the wife that were fighting and fussing, if I could get them to pray together. You know, my dad used to say this. This was the culture in our house, a, a family that prays together. You had that too. Isn't that good wisdom? A family that and I've seen that work. Now, I'm not against 12-step programs. We have it, you know, Celebrate Recovery. I'm not against a counseling. You know, I'm not against all that. It's all good and fine. But the greatest thing I ever saw work was when a couple would say, yes, pastor, we'll pray together. We'll let our pride go. We'll stop trying to hurt each other, change each other. We'll let our pride go. We'll humble ourselves. And we'll pray, first of all, for ourselves that we change before we pray for our mate to change. And if I could get them to do that, I could get them to stay together happily. Amen. But it starts with the condition I have to humble myself. A second condition is this on the screen, guys, please, is pray, pray, pray. And to have a successful prayer life, number one, you got to know who God is. My, my uh, revelation of God is reflected in my prayer life. That's huge. My revelation of God is reflected in my prayer life. If I think God is good, I run to him all the time. If I think God is great, I run to him all the time. If I think God is for me, I run to him all the time. Right? So my picture of God reflects my prayer life. So to have a successful prayer life, I have to know who God is. Number two, know what God has said. Know what God has said. And number three, I have to know how God works, his patterns. And number four, I have to know who I am in, in Christ. And then number three, uh, the third condition is seek God. See, what's awesome, y'all, is we all can do this from the youngest to the oldest. Yeah, we all can do this 714 a.m., 714 p.m., join the prayer move. Just, I'm just asking you to do it for the rest of the year with me as we do the one-year Bible. Because everybody at Church on the Rock reads their and everybody at Church on the Rock is joining the 714 
movement. Oh, we can change things. So seek God. Here's the conditions. Just humble myself, get rid of pride. And then number two, pray. Then number three, seek God and his presence. Seek God and his presence. Now that could mean getting rid of some habits that hinders his presence. Checking some relationships that harms his presence. Getting rid of some things I watch that intrudes on his presence. It calls uh, looking inside. How do I manifest his presence? He inhabits the praises of his people. So next week, we're going to start a series on praise and worship so we can enter into his presence. And then number four, fourth condition is repent and turn from my wicked ways. Repent and turn from my wicked ways. Now, the three blessings, the three blessings are number one, I'm going to hear from heaven. I'm going to hear from heaven. Number one, I'm going to hear from heaven. That's, that's one of the three. Number two, the second blessing is he's going to forgive me of all of my sins, all of my mess ups, all of the things I've done wrong in my life, am doing wrong in my life, or will do wrong in my life. He will forgive me. He's a good God today. He loves you. He's for you. And, and the third blessing is that healing in the land. Do we need healing in the land? Being the most dangerous city in America, according to that poll, according to that article, I say we got to do something about this. The church has got to be the church. The strongest, most powerful uh, thing on the planet is the church. Did you know that? It's not nuclear armory. It's the church. Okay. So four conditions, three blessings. Nick's on the slide, guys. Takeaways as the team comes out. Okay, Pastor, what do we do? Well, I want to encourage you to get a T-shirt and not for the money thing. It's not about the money thing. It's about where you are walking around and people see it. They say, what's that? What's that all about? And you can begin to share with them what it's all about. You never know how it can open a door for you, a T-shirt, right? So number one, set your notification on your phone, iPad, computer. Set your notification for 7.14 a.m., 7.14 p.m. to stop and pray. And you don't got to be a prayer warrior. You don't got to know, uh, be a third degree in knowing how to pray. We could start with the youngest, go to the oldest. You just stop. And what do you do? You pray for next number two, guys, is you stop and pray for revival. The thing is, you're not playing, praying for anything else but revival. Revival. It starts in the house of God before you see awakening in the community. Takeaways. Number three is what do we do? Then you thank God for answered prayer. You say, God, revive me. God, show me where I need to change, what I need to do. Show me the habits I need to drop, the habits I need to start, the relationships, the associations. Show me, okay? God, then I pray for revival in my family and revival in my church and then revival in our nation. And then after you do that, number three, then begin to thank God. Don't question it. If you prayed, he said he would hear. I'm going to try that one more time. Didn't he say he would hear from heaven? If we met his conditions, answered prayer. So you want to thank God. And sometimes it gets worse before it gets better. But you want to thank God for answered prayer. The, the, the healthiest emotion is gratitude. All you psychologists out there will agree with that. The healthiest emotion is thanksgiving. Being thankful. Number four. Be an agent of revival everywhere you go. Be an agent of revival. You're a carrier of the atmosphere. You have a spirit. You carry a spirit. Things are going to change. 
things are going to get better in my life, my family, my church, and my community. How do you know? We're praying. We're praying. We're doing the four conditions. We're expecting the three blessings. Amen. We're an agent of revival. We're wearing a t-shirt. So people will ask us, what in tarnation? Y'all know that Hebrew word, right? Tarnation. What in the world are you doing? Well, let me tell you about what our church is doing. We're not going to complain anymore and whine anymore and give up. We're going to do something about it. We're going to rise up. And God said, if we do 2 Chronicles 7, 14, he said he would move and heal my life, my family, my church, and my nation. Then number five, believe for signs and wonders to follow you. Believe for signs and wonders to follow you. Expect miracles. Expect breakthrough. Expect a move of God. We're taking a lot of our dream team, our volunteers, we're taking them to the movie tomorrow night, the Jesus Culture movie. Okay? We're taking it. We rented out a cinema, and we're going as volunteers here at Church on the Rock. Seating was limited. We're going to go see the movies tomorrow night. Kim and I were a part of that in the latter part of the years. In the mid-'70s, it lasted towards the end of the 70s. started in 68, kind of went to 78, 79. We were a part of that Jesus Culture movement. And, and, you know, it happened back then. It can happen again, but in a different way and a greater way than ever before. I encourage you to go see that movie. Right now, our staff is reading a book on revival. The last two weeks of staff meeting, I taught on revival. You get what you teach. 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 You grow in what you read. You grow in what you read. You grow in what you read. You are attracted to what you watch. So if you read about revival, you watch revival, you hang out with people who want revival, what's going to happen? Revival. I'm done. Did you get anything today? Come on, give the Lord a praise. Thank you, Lord. What is your next step in your faith? Well, here at Church on the Rock, we would love to help you. Maybe it's to learn more about discovering what it means to belong to a church family, being part of a small group, or using your God-given gifts to serve others. Head over to cotr.org slash next steps where you can find out more to all of these. Or if you're a part of our online community, visit us at cotr.org slash online. Have a great week and don't forget that God is for you.